Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on Episode 2, Season 3 of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Evening, Richie. The NRL's back this week. You're looking forward to having some good footy to watch? Yeah. Hi, Brad. First of all, I'm, I'm just happy to be on here with you again tonight. Uh, I may not look it because I've been a bit unwell the past couple of days, but on the inside, I'm doing cartwheels. It's the best time of year. Exactly. And yeah, while we're here on Wednesday evenings at 8pm, you can also catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. So always, we're going to be covering everything you need to know in the week of Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of the first two rounds of the Telstra Women's Premiership. We'll then stop and answer some questions from you as well as some questions we have for each other. And then we'll do a preview of round one and make our picks for the first time this year. Uh, before ending the night with a recap of the Super League. Uh, so remember to send us comments throughout the, the show. And um, any questions, slip them through and Paul will tally them all up for us. So may as well get into the stories, Richie. Sure, mate. Uh, first thing was a bit of housekeeping from last week. Paul reminded us that we missed a prediction um, off our prediction poll. So we spoken about it, already made our pick, but we may as well say it on here. Uh, the prediction was the first coach to be sacked, and um, we both went for the same guy. Do you want to say who that is, if you can remember? Maguire. Maguire, yeah. So the man at the helm of the Tigers. We've added that to our, our list, so when we get to the end of the year, we'll obviously we'll know if that one's right or not before the end of the year, but um, it's not good to see anyone get sacked, but I think he is probably the leading candidate with... <laughs> yeah. um, the team he has right now but um first bit of news i had was something from the sydney um, morning herald they did a poll um with club bosses of the nrl and asked them various questions the only question that i saw that was really interesting was um more than two-thirds of the people that answered the poll believe that there are teams cheating the system by using off the books payments for their players outside the cap um Two-thirds of the clubs think that the clubs are cheating. Um, what are your thoughts on this? 
Uh, yeah, it, it's quite possible. I I tend to agree. You look at look at some some clubs like the um, Roosters, <laughs> the Bulldogs. Um, the Bulldogs recruitment drive over the past year or two have been has been pretty hefty. Um, it would be hard to hard to argue against it, but you know that's just hearsay and and, and going yeah. off speculation. But what do you reckon? Yeah, well, we it's a constant joke with us on this show about the um, Roosters and their their you know twenty trillion dollar salary cap they seem to have. Um, I'm sure there are more than just teams like the Roosters doing shady shady things, but we've seen it in the past. It's not the easiest thing to prove. Um, mm. It's yeah, I don't know if they'll ever get to the bottom of it. To be honest. Hang on, you 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 you're calling out two teams there. The Roosters, um, we get that, we we see that, but your other one is calling out the Bulldogs. I mean, <laughs> that that was all Richie, not me. I did not <laughs> say anything about the Bulldogs. That's their I, way of getting themselves off the foot of the ladder. I mean, if we look at some, yeah, I mean, look at look looking at the the the, 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 the ladder. Um, I mean, we're talking. I mean, um, are the actually I've got people going to take away the, the the scrolling banner so we can see them. Um, are the are the Bulldogs the worst run team? As in, hey, they're spending twice the salary cap and they still can't win a game. Well, they spent think... all the salary cap for this year, yeah. so we'll see how ah. they go this year. Um, yeah, it's there's probably more than just that though. There's a, a few teams. Um, I get it's yeah, um, it's hard to say. Like Simon's just said. Um, He's not surprised that anyone's cheating the salary cap. Um, I, I'd say they're probably all doing something a bit dodgy. Um, you know, an owner of a club might have a few houses that he's not living in and the likes of. Um, it's things like that um, that can get you a player across the line if you say, we can only pay you this amount because of the cap, but there's a house in the city with a boat outside it for you. Um Maybe some cryptocurrency payments. So yeah, get those <laughs> NFTs going and all that stuff. Um, you don't <laughs> don't know. It's it's a lot. Um, it's a lot of speculation on our part there. So that's what makes it so hard. It was a bit like the Melbourne Storm all those years ago. Once that got busted open, um, there was all sorts of things there. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if anything happens. Um, to the roosters. The, <laughs> to the roosters. <laughs> you gotta be careful with your old, with your old crypto though, because uh, apparently um, the US president is uh, is going to crack down on that as people are using it to uh, to pay Russia and get around his uh, get around his um, uh, his his embargoes. So uh, yeah, careful with your crypto, folks. It's not as it might not be as anonymous as you think um, uh, in the short while. It'll be fine. Americans don't know where we are, um, and yeah. Yeah, and Simon's also said he doesn't think firing Maguire will help the Tigers. I don't think so either. I think it's um, issues with them uh, further up top with the, the the two different unities that combine to make them. I think that's where all the problem is. There's a bit too much argy-bargy rather than working together. And until they figure that out, it doesn't matter if they had Wayne Bennett in there or yeah. Craig Bellamy or Trent Robertson. Um, I think that'd still be a, a mess of a club. But um, yeah, that's 
that's it for that. We'll, we'll go off on a rabbit hole. Um, we'll go into some Warriors news. I've got a couple um, that'll spread throughout, but the Warriors have named Ken Rainsfeld, um, sorry if I pronounced his last name wrong, as the new club chairman. Um, he was with the Warriors a few years ago as their wrestling coach and probably more known by a lot of people as the manager of Shane Cameron's boxing career. Um, what are your thoughts on the announcement here, Richie? Yeah, I heard that, Brad. I'm, I don't really have a strong opinion here or there about it. I, I don't know him too well in terms of, you know, his credentials for that role. All I remember him for is saying that Shane Cameron was going to turn David to his lights out and look how that ended up. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, proof will be in the pudding Yeah, um, for me. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I saw it and I was a bit surprised because I recognized the name on the email that it came through and then it popped up with a picture. It was like, oh, yeah, I know him. Um, but, yeah, I can, as a very successful businessman sitting here, I can tell you I have no idea what a club chairman actually does. Mm. Uh, um, but I'm sure um, the owner of the club's probably, he, he seems to know what he's doing in terms of running a business. He's got a very successful one himself. So I'm sure they have picked a guy that's going to fit the bill for what they need. Um, yeah. But we'll see what happens. Um, the last club chairman, you didn't really see a lot of what he did. He had a couple of um, interviews here and there, and he would come to members' events um, and say hello and do a little speech, and that was about it. So it's a lot of behind-the-background type stuff, so I'm mm. sure it will be fine. And Simon commented about the salary cap saying Melbourne Storm had a disgruntled accountant that reported on them. So, yeah, it's things like that. We need someone at the Roosters to get upset, um, and then things might open up. But uh, next bit of Warriors news, uh, they have announced Monty Beetham, Kevin Campion, and Owen Goodenbeel, uh returning to the club as ambassadors. I was trying to find out what ambassadors actually do for the clubs, um, but running basically it's um means they make appearances on game days um they come to club and membership events and they work with sponsors and in the community just to help like put a, a known face um out there promoting the club as a brand um in terms of ambassadors for the club i think they're they're quite good they're they're all people that people look back on fondly as well uh, what are your take on these these three being picked yeah, I tend to agree with you, Brad. I think they're pretty good choices for that for that role. I think all three of those guys are guys that were present during our sort of golden period, uh, 2002, 2003. So, you know, like like you said, people look back on those guys fondly and they know what the, the Warrior spirit's about and, and, you know, what the club was about at its most successful time. So, uh, yeah, good guys to have in that role. Yeah, and uh, Simon's just mentioned um, he's shocked to find out that the Warriors have a chairman and CEO. Um, what's the difference between the two jobs? We could save money by having one combined job. Yeah, I think the the chairman, they have like a board. Um, again, I'm, I'm showing all my business knowledge here. They have like a, a board. Yeah, we let's bring the adult onto the chat. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the, adult <laughs> the, the adult ends the room. Um, the, the CEO is... is day-to-day uh, -day running the company, whereas the chairman is providing governance oversight and uh, general direction and strategy rather than actually the day-to-day -day running of uh, the company. And I suppose it, it's a way where you would make sure the CEO, in this case Cameron George, doesn't have 
over-consuming power, I guess, being the putting a negative slant on it, um, or the positive slant that you don't you've got more important things for him to work on to make sure the money's coming in potentially. Mm. Um, but yeah, we've, we've got some worries he's coming back to black, but we'll have a little bit of a break from that and get into some other teams because there are other teams in the comp. Um, Nathan Cleary is set to miss the first three rounds uh, of the season as he continues to run, uh, recover from a shoulder surgery. And Broncos players Adam Reynolds and Kobe Hetherington are going to miss round one due to positive COVID tests. Um, we talked about it a bit before the show, but uh, what's your take on, I'd say specifically Cleary and Reynolds and the impact that they're going to have not being out there on the field? Yeah, uh, the Cleary one, I, I was kind of hoping he might be ready a bit earlier. So hopefully it doesn't impact on my Dallium prediction first and foremost. That's that's the most important thing. I exactly. want to be correct, correct there. Um, yeah, I think, this first week with Panthers playing Manly, it'll be it'll be a tough one. He'll be a tough player to replace, but you know I think generally they'll cover him. They'll cover him okay for the next next period after that. Um, the Broncos might feel Reynolds being out a, a little bit. He's you know their marquee signing and and their captain now. So um, and you know they they haven't travelled the, the best the past couple of years in in the first place. So. Yeah, we'll see how it pans out. Yeah, I think yeah, I think the Panthers will really only feel Cleary not being there this week um, yeah. against Manly. But the next two rounds, uh, it's that cliche, there's no such thing as an easy game in the NRL. But the next two rounds are relatively easy for the defending champs. Um, yeah, Reynolds is a huge loss for the Broncos this week. Um, I can see we both didn't pick them. Spoilers for our picks. Um, but yeah, it's only at least it's only a week. Um, mm. they're not stuck in that same situation we talked about last week with the Raiders and Fogarty being out forever. Yeah. Um, one week isn't too bad, but yeah, um, be nice to see Cleary and that possibly miss games when they play the Warriors just to help us out. But that would be good. We'll, we'll see what happens. Next bit of news is, is nothing major, but I thought it was a bit funny. Um, Gus Gould has come out and had a bit of a go at Buzz Rothfield. Um, Buzz, he made some claims this week that the some of the Bulldogs' new recruits were surprised by the Bulldogs' lack of technology um, in their preparation for um, the season, saying that they didn't use drones to video their trainings and whatnot. And after that was announced, Phil Gould started tweeting footage of all the drone um recordings they take at training and then actually took a picture of the drone itself it's a bit of nothing but it's it's just funny in this day and age we can watch um some very old men yell at each other through technology um what (laughs) what was your take first on um buzz's comments and then the rebuttal oh i had to have a laugh i and that's classic gus gould um, I follow him on Twitter, and it's uh, yeah. I thought I saw it on Twitter. I thought it was, it was kind of funny. Um, and anything I hear from Buzz, I take with a grain of salt. He likes making outlandish comments. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I've got the same viewpoint. Um, <laughs> yeah, you take everything with a huge grain of salt that he comes out with. And um, if there wasn't the the footage from Gould, I could have seen where he was coming from 
if you read between the lines, when they said that some of the recruits were surprised by how different the preparation at the Bulldogs was, because you have guys like Addo Carr, and I'm pretty sure how Craig Bellamy prepares for a season would be different to how Trent Barrett does. So Absolutely. But, yeah, um, just a bit of a laugh um, to break up some of the news here. Um, next bit is kind of the same. Uh, Latrell Mitchell and Jacob Host got into a bit of a scuffle in a Rabbitohs training. Um, apparently, it was all um, from a fence. Latrell Mitchell fended Host, and he he took it the wrong way, and they had a little bit of a scuffle. When the news broke, they were on social media having a joke about it together. So there's like yep. no bad blood there. Um, you're you're a former player. How many scuffles did you have with teammates at training? None, mate. I was possibly the cleanest player you could ever imagine. Um, unlike yourself. I was going to ask you about this. Did you not see the clip? I because... only saw pictures. Okay, yeah, I was going to throw it over to you and try and set you up for the first thug life of the year. But um, I did see the clip and there was not a lot in it. It just looked like Latrell ran quite hard into a, to the line and, yeah, he with his forearm a bit up and it was a bit of a tackle and then they just pushed each other. There was, there was not a lot in it, so it was a bit of a mountain out of a molehill. Uh, either that or you, you have rubbed off on me a lot. Yeah, I've never got into fisticuffs at a training. Um, I have I had Mark's here. Evening, Mark. Hey, Mark. Um, I have rubbed mud into the <laughs> eyes, rubbed mud into the eyes of players that I didn't like in my own team, um, in a ruck or, <laughs> or a mall situation and things of that nature. But yeah, never an actual fight because you you need that person with you um, in the weekend. So, so what's this ruck or mall thing you talk about? I mean, what, just the NRL show, right? I mean, yeah, geez. yeah. What is that? I, I'm a I'm a dual coder. I, I've I've dabbled <laughs> in both. Um, <laughs> You swing both ways. <laughs> You're South Auckland's Brad Thorne. <laughs> yeah. Um, next bit of news um, is about Ryan Sutton. Ryan Sutton's partner has called out Ricky Stewart. Um, I feel like this is, uh, we're going back in the time machine to like almost the same week last year. Um, yeah, Ryan Sutton's partner's gone out on Ricky Stewart on social media for not picking him in the 17 for this Friday's match. So just said, um, Stuart had the same type of drama last year with uh, Joseph Tuppany's partner yeah. um, for doing the same thing. What do you what do you think of this? Not necessarily the situation, but the family of players having opinions on team selection and stuff. I trying to look at it if I was that player and like my partner or someone was commenting that I should be in there, I'd be like, no, no, just. I want to earn my way into the spot, not have my mummy picking, fighting my battles for me, um, to use a term. Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm, but that's social media, and it gives people a platform to, to talk, and, and, you know, people use it for all sorts of different things. But I'm not a big fan of, of that kind of thing. And I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of it last year when Tuppany's uh, wife came out online and, and, same again this time around. Poor Ricky Stewart. He's copping the brunt of, of the wives and girlfriends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's a lot of need for it. And probably Sutton wouldn't be too wouldn't be too pleased with it either if he's really being honest with himself. Yeah. I think the angle she's trying to play is that there's rumors that Sutton's on the verge of yeah. being 
the 30th or 40th player on the top 30 for the Bulldogs. Um, so she's trying to say that it's he's leaving, so we're not going to use him. But mm. that is a, a approach many clubs use. Um, if you, you le- are going to leave the club and they have someone that can do your job the same or better, why use you? Just sit you, send you to reserve grade. How many players have sat in reserve grade for a year because they've signed to go elsewhere? It's it's not a first. I'm sure it won't be the last. But is that even the case in this situation? I mean, is he not trying to, to pick his own team? You know, I, I look maybe... Maybe I looked at the Raiders team and the Raiders team bar the halves, which have a reason. I think the, the Raiders team looks fine. One to yeah. 17. So, so. yeah, I, I don't think there's anything in it, but I thought, thought it was an interesting thing we could discuss. Last bit of news we have. Um, it's kind of been around for a while, but we haven't really discussed it. Um, Chanel Harris, Tavita's manager is shopping him around to other clubs as he looks for a deal for next season. The Warriors did offer him a deal last November, which he hasn't signed yet, but he hasn't come out saying he's not going to sign it. He has all the interviews I've seen with him have actually been really positive. He said he's focusing on on this year and a contract um, that he likes will come when it comes. He really wants to earn his spot, whether it's at the Warriors or at another club. Uh, what are your takes? I I put a, a comment um, in the off-season about me wanting to change Chanel's position to a lock, um, which got a couple of people like the idea. Many people didn't. Um, but what what do you think, both on Chanel's approach and potentially where you see him in the future? I think the approach is, is nothing we haven't seen before um, from other players, but um, I just wonder whether he knows something or, you know, has got the, the vibe from the club, maybe through signings coming through next year that maybe he's he's not in the plans as a starting player. So, you know, he, it's prompted him to explore, explore some options. But, yeah, it's hard to say we see him in the future now. Sometimes when you see something like this, there's, a you know, the writing's on the wall and maybe he's got one foot half the door out the door already um i i would love him to stay because i i do i'm a fan of him as a player but um yeah sometimes like i say with his smoke this fire and if, if another club comes knocking with a decent offer he might choose to take it I, I i feel like we can cover it now with people like metcalf and and the likes coming so i don't think it, it will do anything negative in terms of our roster but you know, it'd just be losing a player I'm a fan of. Yeah, I'm a big fan of him. I think he's got a ton of potential. But I think if he wants to stay with the club, um, it's not going to be in the position he is now. Yeah. He would have to change position. Um, I'm super not a fan. We'll talk about it later. But I'm not a fan of the position he's in this week. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll be happily proven wrong, hopefully, on, on Saturday. But I don't think that's position for him. But right now, I think the only team that would really be looking for a player like him to fill a spot is Newcastle. Um, they're the only one that screams out right now as it is that need a half. Hmm. Um, but yeah, time will tell. It's something we'll keep an eye on, and I'm sure there'll be more news developing as the season progresses. So we'll keep our, our ear to the ground on it and let you guys know and give our thoughts once there's actually something set in stone. 
Um, but we may as well jump straight into the Telstra Women's Premiership now. That was all the news I found. Yep. Um, we haven't covered it. Obviously, it started before we were back. And then with the prediction show, I didn't want to front load it too much. So I've got the first two rounds here. Um, Richie, did you watch any of the rounds? Uh, I'll put you I, on the spot. Yeah, sure. I haven't caught all of the games, but I have caught either highlights or watched a couple of the games. Um one thing I will comment on is the Broncos. I, I've watched the Broncos play, and they've been dangerous in the past. It looks like they're the team to beat again this year. Um, their skill level looks amazing. Like they've got heaps of pace. Um, some of the tries they score are you know, really high-caliber tries, and I don't know if some of the ladies have some touch-40 backgrounds, but just some of the, ruck, the pace out of the ruck and, and creativeness it looks like touch plays with the pace and the creativeness out, out of the ruck. Um, watching watching them play, I think they'll be very hard to beat again this year. And the Dragons, I think they're up near the top with the Broncos as well. Um, yeah, yeah. They've got a couple really brutal damaging players and, and they're looking good also. So from what I've yeah. viewed, those two teams look are looking the goods. But the quality of the games overall is really good. I was quite impressed. Yeah, um, Broncos, they are the best team in Brisbane, both men and women. Yeah, um, absolutely. They they have been, I think, I'll probably be corrected here, but I think the stat is they've lost one game in the history of this competition. That was against mm. the Warriors in the first season. Yeah. Um, and they haven't lost since. They're, they're, they're just too good. I can't remember her name, but the fullback for Brisbane is one of mm. the, the best runners of the ball I've seen in the woman game since it started. She also plays for Queensland. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a fantastic competition. I haven't watched it as much as I'd like. Um, but round one, there's six teams now. Um, so we get three games around. The Dragons defeated the Titans 20 to 12. The Broncos defeated the Roosters 20 to four. And then the Eels won 13 to 12 over the Knights, getting the first field goal since the start of this competition. Um, round two saw the Broncos again 28-10 over the Knights Titans had a strong game against the Roosters 26-16 and then the Dragons defeated the Eels 10-0 and that brought us to this week which has the Roosters versus Knights then the matchup of the round is Dragons-Broncos the only two undefeated teams in the comp um, then the Eels and Titans um, there's a lot of Warriors flair in all the teams because the Warriors team's no longer there so you've got a lot of the Warriors players that we've watched um, spread throughout the teams, um, which is always good. You kind of have a couple of players you recognize when you're watching. But, um, yeah, looking at the table, you've got Broncos and Dragons are first and second as those under only undefeated. Titans are third, Eels fourth, Knights are fifth, and Roosters are sixth. And, Paul, you were talking before the show, you wanted to throw your, your two cents in on the women's competition. So we may as well do it now while we're here. Yeah, I just thought I'd ask you because um, I, I follow a couple of sports in cycling and rugby union uh, where the the men's structure is probably not um, really financially viable uh, and uh, also it's probably got player welfare issues, especially on the men's side. Uh, and yet the women's game just seems to be copying and reproducing the men's game um, from a professional level. Do you think that's the right idea of just of, of, of basically just copying the NRL for the women, I mean, it's at the same time of year. All the teams are exactly the same names. Um, should they have their own teams? Um, should it be in a different window so there's not so it doesn't compete with the men's one? Um, 
how uh, or should they be more imaginative about it? Uh, just some thoughts uh, there for you. I mean, should they go provincial level rather than necessarily playing uh, sort of club level? <laughs> just I just I just want to know: Are you happy with them just copying the men's men's structure uh, verbatim, or should they be a bit more imaginative how they structure the women's game since they are starting it from scratch? Uh, for me personally, I'm happy with how they're doing it. I think um, it's a way to build loyalty for a club rather than going out and saying we've got the Ipswich, Ips, that place in Australia that I can't say right now. Um, first, like I, I was going to say Redfern, but Redfern's getting a team and, and the boys. But if you've got like clubs, um, until they build it, they're trying to, I know they're talking a lot about the building the provincial side to get more players. Re- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. For that level. Um, I think if they had enough players to just go out there and make their own teams from scratch, that would be an interesting way to go. But as they're slowly building, they're going to be relying on on the actual clubs that already exist to help build them and put the money into the game. So I think that's why they're doing it the way it is now. Um, I see Simon's put a comment, said the only problem with the women's NRL is that it's too much of a New South Wales, Queensland competition right now. Hopefully they bring the Warriors back in and maybe Melbourne Storm women. Yeah, that's going to happen eventually. The, The Warriors one was strictly, they couldn't play in New Zealand and you're asking the New Zealand players that didn't, that were doing like were mums or already had a full-time job in New Zealand that were going to Australia for the weekend to play some footy and then coming back to say, no, you've got to either quit your job or ask for a lot of leave to go live in Australia for years. Um, So that's, it just got too hard from a financial standpoint. Um, And then, yeah, now that there are, more of them. Um, I think Mark, if Mark's still here, will be. He's spent a lot of time talking to the Warriors girls, and I think there was a few of them that he has spoken to that had to quit their job so they could go and play. Um, that's a big commitment, especially if you're you're a mum with a young family, which some of them were. Um, that's why that happened. Once everything's back and you're traveling to and fro, I, I fully imagine the Warriors will be back in there, and. Um, Melbourne just have to open up another one of those mattresses they have full of money and they could have a team going as well. So, I Also, could it be a way for the NRL to, say, break into new markets such as Perth or um, or Wellington have a, and uh, start with a women's team and then add a men's team later? No one wants to go to Perth, Paul. <laughs> 
but Wellington for sure. Um, I think, oh, that was another part of the news. It sounds like the next team coming into the NRL is basically being unanimously voted to be a New Zealand team um, in either Wellington or Christchurch. There hasn't been a lot of news about it, but I forgot to mention it. So um, hopefully we'll have some more on that in the next coming weeks. But yeah, what was your take, uh, Richie, on the women's team? Me and Paul just took that over. No, no, that's fair. I wouldn't honestly wouldn't have said anything different to you, Brad. I think you're pretty much spot on on the money, and I think them with the structure they're going with, with um, the same sort of identity identity and team names as the men's. I think they, I think it's I think it's a good move, and a lot of the fans like it. I mean, you look at places like Brisbane where they're just diehard Broncos fans, and and it gives their their poor fan base a actual winning team to support. So, you know, they can retain some pride in their club. Definitely, definitely. Um, so that brings us to our question section. Um, yeah. Sorry, yeah. And Simon said I was meant to say Redcliffe, not Redfern. Um, yeah. They're all the same to me, Simon. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, I meant the Redcliffe team. Um but were there any questions from anyone that we haven't already answered, Paul? Or should we just go straight into our questions? Uh, no, we've kind of, kind of got, kind of taken all the comments as we've gone along. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I'll go with, I'll ask you first, Richie. Okay. Um, my question for you was, were there any surprise selections or omissions for you um, in the Team Naming Tuesday that we had last night? No massive surprises, if I'm being honest. Um, the biggest surprise for me, which the surprise was kind of already ruined via social media, so it wasn't such a surprise, but uh, I don't understand fully why you would uh, pick Harris Tavita as a fullback when we have a proven international-level fullback in our team um, sitting on the wing who we could just move to fullback and he's proven himself there in that position before. Um, and we have people now who we can cover the wing spot if we move Dallin Wotenez Lesniak from wing to fullback. We've got Rituvi you could put on the wing. You could put Pompey on the wing. Um, to me, it just seems like putting Chanel Harris-Tavita there, who's never played a... I don't believe he's ever played a first-grade game at fullback. It just seems a bit experimental to me. No, he's played about 10 minutes in an All-Stars game at yeah. fullback. Um, yeah, yeah I'm in the same boat. Yeah. I I put that out, I think, when I was talking about the team selections on Twitter yesterday. I said, um, Dallin out at fullback, Adam Pompey on the wing. Um, that's how I would have had round one. Everything else, basically, in the team that they've named, I would have kept, except yeah. for that. Um, I guess it's a positive sign that they want Chanel on the field. Mm. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't think it's going to help him or the Warriors, but I'll be happy to sit on the show next week and say Chanel was the best player out there, Reese Ho. Absolutely. Um, I really hope that is something that happens. I just don't don't see it. Thankfully, the Warriors are playing the Dragons. Um, Your so, favorite, other favorite team. Um, they really just have to make sure the bus arrives on time and the wins theirs. So, you know, Um <laughs> Simon's mentioned that he, he's supportive of having a team in Perth. Yeah, I, I don't mind the idea of having a team in Perth. I'm just, as long as the NRL is smart with game times that they put there, I still remember it. It's a big bugbear of mine. We played the Rabbitohs in Perth. Um, 
we being the Warriors, and kickoff time in New Zealand was midnight. Mm. Um, things like that. They fixed that the next year round and made sure it was like a, I think it ended up being like a six o'clock kickoff or something here. But that one, it was just not a good look. You got to remember that most of the New Zealand fan base is in New Zealand. So our time, the time difference for Australia to Perth is massive as well. But um, as long as they're smart with that, um, I'm I'm all for it. But I just want an excuse to have more games in New Zealand. So a team in New Zealand is good for me. Um, your question for me, though, Richie. Sure. So I just wanted to know what, in your mind, is the biggest weakness that we're carrying, you know, from our recent history that the Warriors need to fix up to make the finals this year? Um, the most obvious one is there. there's some question marks around hooker. But I think I, I've gone on record and I, I'll probably um, regret it, but I, I think that Wade Egan's going to have a good year this year and will prove some doubt is wrong. So my biggest issue taking that off the table is Nathan Brown's selections, which we have just talked about. Um, he makes questionable selections quite a few times, and um, yeah, I don't think he uses his interchange to the best of its ability. And it's just, I say, Nathan Brown in general, I never trust the team naming Tuesday because the team we saw last night is probably going to be completely different on Saturday because he seems to pick a team and then at the last minute change it all. Um, and then when he talks in the media afterwards, he's like, oh, no, we had already originally had that idea. We just for some reason didn't want to tell everybody. Kind of like you're trying to pull the wool over your opponent's eyes when it's almost obvious a lot of the times. A lot of it was with Reese Walsh last year. was like, we're not mm. going to play. No, we are. Everyone was already knowing that he was going to play and things like that. It will be the same if they come out at the last minute and say, Dallin's at fullback, Pompey's on the wing, Chanel's on the bench or something like that. And go, well, that was the obvious choice. Why are you trying to be too cute? Um, but that's it. I think it's just more the consistencies and sometimes they try to stick with a player longer than they should. Um, if you see it's not working, make the change sooner rather than later, in my yep. opinion. But on the other side, <laughs> don't chop and change the team every week. There, there's got to be a balance there somewhere. But I'll give him credit. I was on the show um, laughing and criticizing him for moving Ewan Aiken to the second row, saying, you know, what is this guy thinking? And then in my team, I've picked Aiken as a second row because I think he plays there better. So well, sometimes there, there's method to the madness. But yeah, that's it. I think, yeah, consistency in selections is probably the key um, mm. to making sure they, they go the distance this year. Cool. I'll tell you what I think. But so you're telling me that on the weekend with Tennis Lesniak's actually going to play fullback? I'm not saying that, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to say that I'm. I'd be surprised that Nathan Brown makes a lot of changes. Yeah, because it's what we know him for right now. Yeah. No, I agree with what you you said completely, pretty much. Uh, and also for me, I think cl closing out close games when we're in the hunt and we should win. I mean, 
we we lost so many really close games last year. Uh, you know, at least half a dozen. You know, four, five, six games by really fine margins where we were e- either winning and couldn't hold on to it, or you know, in the hunt and just couldn't quite deliver. And ha- had we actually delivered a result and most of those games we would have made the top eight fairly easily so yeah for me i think it's just icing those games where we we're we're leading and should close out but just don't yeah i i'm kind of being optimistic in saying with sean johnson there that problem is fixed yes absolutely um but i also know as a typical warriors fan if he doesn't do what I'm envisioning in my head. I'm going to throw him, throw him to the to the curb. <laughs> Chuck um, him under as the bus. As, yeah, I'll throw him under the bus, um, <laughs> as I did many times in my reviews when he was with the Warriors before. Uh, but yeah, I, I that I can see that. I think yeah, a senior head in the halves should help negate that um, yeah. fading. All the fingers in the world crossed. Um, but yeah. Hopefully that answered the question. Um, yep, thank you. May as well get to the only part that really matters, which is our preview and our picks. Um, as reigning normal season champion, um, I want to go again and get it, go two in a row. But we we haven't got a lot else to talk about, so we may as well go a little bit into why we're picking the teams too. Round one, tomorrow night, um, we have the Panthers versus Seagulls. Um that yeah minor premiership thank you paul um i believe i've got to go back to my my i've got my predictions here this is actually my grand final that i predicted seagulls versus panthers um, two. i've gone with manly for me in this um basically i predicted them to be the greatest team in the world so i kind of got to pick them in the first round but i think the panthers are going to miss nathan cleary um so yeah i've gone with manly me too brad i think you saw my picks maybe it was the other way around but um (laughs) i think i would have chosen panthers had nathan cleary been playing but i think having your best player out um the start of the season when you're still trying to find combinations i think um manly might hit the ground running and, and take that one yeah i think um i i would normally be reasonably confident that the Panthers can survive without Cleary, but when you got a guy like Tommy Turbo on the other yeah. side, generally if Tommy Turbo is playing, I'm picking Manly. Um, if Tommy was out in this game, even without Nathan Cleary, I probably would have picked the Panthers mm. as well. So it goes both ways. So we're both going with Manly there. Next game on Friday is the Raiders versus Sharks. Um, I've gone with the Sharks here. I, I've lost a lot of faith in the Raiders once they lost Fogarty. I think losing losing your half is, is a massive thing unless you're the Roosters. Mm. Um, so I've gone with the, the Sharks. They, they've they got some, some good players coming in that are going to help them out, and I think they're going to get the edge here. don't think it's going to be a landslide by any means, and I hope the Raiders prove me wrong. I really want to see them do well, much as I'm sure Simon does. Um, but, yeah, I've gone with Sharks. I've gone with Sharks as well. I think yeah. you're spot on yeah. with – yeah. I, but I do think you're spot on with, with the half situation there at the Raiders. With Fogarty going down, he was their half signing to really help them out in the halves. So I think they still look very thin there without him. 
Um, and the Sharks have recruited really well. So, you know, they look like they're on an upwards curve to me. So yeah. I think w- with the half situation at the Raiders, they might struggle like they did last year. Hopefully not quite as badly, but um, yeah, I don't see them getting up over the Sharks in round one. Same. Um, the final game on Friday night is the Broncos Rabbitohs. Was meant to be the big clash of Reynolds facing his, his former club, but Reynolds isn't playing. And I think even if he was playing, I was still <laughs> gonna still gonna go with the Rabbitohs. I think the Rabbitohs they have lost Reynolds, but I think they're too strong a team um, to lose to the Broncos. Yeah, I, I I kind of agree. I I'll give the Broncos a little bit more credit to start off this year because you know obviously they have been pretty poor the past couple of years, but they started to piece together some performances towards the back end the back end of last year. So you know I'll give them a bit of benefit of the doubt to start the year. But in saying that, I still don't. Th- I, I think without Adam Reynolds there, I don't think they'll have enough to take out the Rabbitohs. Yeah. Definitely. So we've got the same again. Uh, next game, first game on Saturday is Roosters Knights. Uh, I've gone with the Roosters. Uh, I think the Knights are going to struggle um, this year. They've lost Mitchell Pierce. The Roosters did pretty well, despite me writing them off last year and saying they wouldn't make the eight. Um, so you've got that team with that grit, plus they've got all their good players back. So um, yeah, I think the Roosters with Luke Carey and Sam Walker and the Harves are going to be dangerous. And they'll they'll be a, a top team, so they're going to start with a win. Yeah, I mean, two opposite ends of the ladder here for me. I mean, if, going back a week to our predictions, I had the Roosters right up top and Knights as my wooden spoon prediction. So um, speaking to that, I think the Roosters yeah. will do this one pretty easily um, for the reasons you said. Uh, yeah. They've lost Mitchell Pierce. They haven't really replaced him. Um with anybody of the same caliber. So I think this one could be a a pretty big result for the Roosters. Yeah. Next up on Saturday is the game we're we're both waiting for, the the Warriors versus the Dragons. Um, We just talked a bit about the selections and the team. I'm not 100% comfortable on it, but I'm still picking picking the Warriors here. I think the Dragons, uh, a lot of people are confident in the Dragons, but I painted myself into a corner and picked them as my wooden spoon. And uh, the hatred must continue, um, probably intensify if I get this pick wrong. But, um, yeah, I think the Warriors the Warriors have kind of had a, it over the Dragons the past few years, which has been completely different to their history Yeah, um, if you go before that. So, yeah, I, I'm confident um, the Warriors will want to get a win to start the season off strong and also get a win for Sean Johnson in his first game back with the club. So I've gone with Warriors here. Nice. So did I, uh, for a couple of reasons. I don't rate the Dragons quite as badly as you do, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm like, I like you, not completely sold on, say, CHT at fullback for the Warriors. Uh, I, I do think the Warriors will have enough to get it done over the Dragons, though this time of year I'm always glass half full. It's our year. Um, it's... My hopes, my hopes haven't been diced to shreds yet, so I'm I'm very confident. I think we'll get the job done. Yeah, last week of February, first week of March is when a Warriors fans the most optimistic. So yeah, absolutely, that's, that's where we get us at our point. <laughs> 
Uh, the final game on Saturday is probably the hardest game of the round for me. It's the Storm versus the Tigers. The Storm have never, never lost in what seems like forever in the first round, um, but they've got one of the hardest teams in the comp in the Tigers. So um, I think the Storm will probably put 50 on them here, if I'm honest. Um, I'm scared for the Tigers. Uh, easy Storm win. Um, so, yeah, being completely um, facetious there, I think it was probably the easiest game to pick in the round. Uh, what have you gone with? Have you backed the Tigers? You're giving them some faith? Oh, no, the Storm don't lose in round <laughs> one. The Storm just don't lose in round one, and it's the Tigers. We don't even need to discuss why. Yeah. Um, the Storm are winning that one. Yeah, fair enough. So uh, first game on Sunday, uh, Eels versus Titans. Um, I'm hoping I get all my games right on Sunday because it's actually my birthday. So I want to be two from two on this. So I've gone with the Eels. I think the Eels have got a strong team. I think they're going to have a strong year because so many of their talent are leaving at the end of the year. So they want to leave on a high note. And the Titans, I know everyone loves the Titans with all their signings. But I'm still not sold on them uh, long term. So, yeah, I've gone with the Eels. I went with the Eels as well. I Yeah, I think there's a, there's a bit of a buzz around the Eels this year. And it's not just because Brad picked them. I think it might be the other way around. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I still can't get over the last round of last year where the Titans thrashed us. I I don't think I'll ever tip them again after that, even if it, <laughs> even if it means I beat Brad in a tipping week. I can't stand them now. They might that, be my... They might be my equivalent of the dragons to yeah, Brad. They're, they're um, your dragons. Yeah. So, no, I'm going Eels. Yeah. That brings us to the last game. And spoilers, the only game we've picked differently, Cowboys versus Bulldogs. I've gone with the Bulldogs here. Uh, I think the Cowboys are in trouble before the season's even started. And I think while I think the Bulldogs aren't going to be the wooden spooners we've come to know them to be, I think they've recruited well I don't see them making the eight by any means, but I think they should. If they don't beat the Cowboys, there's something wrong um, with the Bulldogs. I just think the Cowboys are a mess. Oh, I think both teams were a mess last year. I think you had the team that conceded the most points in the whole competition and the Cowboys uh, versus the team that finished dead last in the Bulldogs. I know the Bulldogs have recruited really well, but I think it'll take a little bit of time for them to gel as, as a combined team and I think preseason it showed you know they got pieced up by the Sharks a little bit so and with the Cowboys at home I, I just yeah I also wanted to be different than Brad in at least one game so <laughs> this was the easiest one to sort of differ from him um, I think it could be a close game but I'll, I'll lean towards the Cowboys in terms of all the games I think that one is probably the one that's on a knife edge that if yeah. either team wins, you're not going to be overly surprised. So yeah. it's it's definitely um, not a bad choice. Simon's made his picks as well. And um, apart from being a biased Raiders fan, he's basically picked the same as you. Uh, yeah. So he's got the Panthers by four, the Raiders by eight, the Rabbitohs by six, the Roosters by 12, Warriors by four, Storm by 14, Titans by four, and Cowboys by six. Not so... He's got two games different to me, one game different from you, and you and I have one game apart, which we'll know in the very last game of the round. We'll know who is leading the comp. Uh, but as they say, the premiership's not won in round one, so there'll still be time for you to catch me. Um, so I'm we'll, we'll give you some, a chance. 
I'm going to copy Simon's picks down and note them down because I bet you he beat both of us by the end of the year. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Um, so, yeah, before we go off, we will remember the Super League. Super League's already been in action. Um, there was some... Well, some actually, news. We, should, we, we, we should really uh, get you guys on a Super Brew. Um, yeah, we uh, should. Where, which is what I think Simon is uh, is, is playing. And, uh, and, and get a good idea. Uh, Inga's League uh ladder on, on on the old super brew that everyone can join into so, oh, yeah, that's a that's a good idea so check it so so wait for um so so keep an eye out on in um, um on uh, brad's um facebook page and uh, twitter account i'm sure we'll uh be sharing yeah i can when i might get a beanie when i might get a beanie out of brad's um <laughs> <laughs> brad's out of my beanies <laughs> i'm just writing his picks down now but yeah I can, um, I think we're not too late. I think we might be too late, but um, I can see if I can get a, a, a league set up in a tipping comp. Um, but yeah, if not, if I am too late, we can just, if Simon wants, we can just add him to our competition and add him to the polls each week um, as well. So I've just uh, wrote Simon's picks down as well to see what happens so i'm happy to do i'll try um keep an eye on my facebook page and see if there's a link there to enter a tipping comp i'm already in a couple myself anyway so um but yeah you guys love getting me distracted super <laughs> league um the first four rounds have come and gone in the super league um saint helens and wigan are sitting at the top of the ladder as the only undefeated teams new team um right <laughs> Simon so say he's just waiting at KFC and will be official sponsor of the Penrith Panthers. <laughs> um, hopefully take up money out of this deal. Um, but yeah, St. Helens and Wigan are at top of the Super League. The new team in the competition, Toulouse and Wakefield Trinity, sit at the bottom as the only teams not to record a win yet. Um, away from all that, um, legend um, of the Super League, Ellery Hanley, has been named head coach of the Combined Nations All-Stars, and they're going to take on England on the 18th of June as England prepare for the World Cup. So that was really all the news I found. Um, but round four came uh, happened this week. We had Leeds wiping the floor with Wakefield Trinity, 34-18. to uh, Catalans defeated Warrington, 24-18. St. Helens wiped the floor with Hull KR, 42-8. Um, Wigan, um, Defy being at the top of the ladder and Toulouse being at the bottom, they just struck through against Toulouse 29-28. Um, Castleford defeated Hull FC 33-26 and Huddersfield defeated Salford 34-2. So it's it wasn't, a, as a Wigan fan, I don't like seeing that they just scraped through there, but it's good to see that team that has just been recruited in Toulouse um, showing a bit of backbone in there and showing that they're not mm. just going to be um, wiped off the park every week, which is what you normally see when a new team gets promoted. Um, so that's good to see. Um, this week coming up, they have um, Leeds versus Hull FC, Wakefield Trinity versus Toulouse. So w at least one team is going to get their first win this week. Um, Salford versus Hull KR, St. Helens versus Warrington, Huddersfield versus Castleford, and then Catalans versus Wigan, which is probably going to be the match of the round there. Just uh, the current champs versus one of, or very biased, but one of the top teams in the comp um, in Wigan. Um, anything you want to add about Super League or anything in general before we wrap up? 
Richie? I'll, I'll just throw it to you. Uh, who gets their first win, Wakefield or Toulouse? And your unbiased pick, Catlands or Wigan? Um, I think Toulouse will get it. I think Wakefield's, like I just said in that, um, Wakefield got smashed. Um, and um, Toulouse showed, showed some spine. So I'll go with Toulouse to get the win there. And Wigan, I think Wigan will win. Um, I know that sounds biased still, but I think they have a better team than Catalans right now. You know, Catalans, they got Mitchell Pierce, but Mitchell yeah, Pierce is no James Maloney. Yeah. Um, so I'll give them the edge there. I think Wigan's been showing, they've changed how they play. They're a bit more exciting. Um, mm. So, yeah, I'm happy to say Wigan, and then we'll see how wrong I am next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's it. Unless there's anything from you, Paul. No, we're all good. No, you're all good. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in and joining us tonight on the standoff with Brad and Richie. For your weekly update on rugby league, tune into our show next week at 8 p.m. here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Uh, thank you again for joining me, Richie, and thanks thank for you. your help in the background, Paul. And uh, good night, everyone. Bye, listen, you're ready. <laughs> Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 